The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet 100 and get 100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And we're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo. It's a $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. We're also brought to you by SGPN's 57 Bets Challenge. $570 cash and a $570 gift card to the winner of the props contest. Get all the contest info exclusively on the SGPN app. And if you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out our live show at the Ainsworth on Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. And welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's a big week over here. It's the Super Bowl. But we got hockey back. You know, we got we got the NHL back after the uh, the All Star break. It was kind of a, a dull weekend, in my opinion. I don't know about you, Nick, but you know, I wasn't really too excited about it. Yeah, not a lot to really look forward to. I mean, it's just the same thing every year. Guys just screwing around, whatever, getting their getting their bonuses. But uh, yeah, it's good to be back on uh, the college hockey side. We're on a little cheeky three game winning streak at the hey. moment. We played uh, Wheaton College. They're like the bottom of the barrel. We had uh, a 15 to six and a 16 to five W on a Friday and Saturday, and they had the craziest fans, I'll tell you. And the way their rink is built, their the bleachers are in one spot, and then there's the glass right on the bleachers, and you could literally reach over the glass and touch the players. That's so they've got, odd. yeah, it's very odd. And guys, like literally have their heads over the glass that are watching the game. But it was a cool experience. They, everyone, the whole stadium just erupted in booze every time we got on the ice. Cool. It was, yeah, cool. definitely, definitely a cool little experience to get to have. And then uh, this past uh, weekend, we played Northwestern in a little last minute deal. It was like last Sunday. We get a text like, hey, can the boys come up and play? Because they were supposed to play, uh, who was it, Lake Superior State for their senior night. Mm-hmm. And they bailed on them because they're coming from all the way up north in Michigan. Right. So we they got us for their senior night and came in and uh, gave them a five to two whooping. Dang, on their senior night. Get on some. their senior night. And well, the best part about it was is they, uh, since it was their senior night, they bought us a bunch of pizza. And so <laughs> we, we were coming back from the game and there's like probably about half of the guys on the bus. That's awesome. And half of the guys went home. So we all got our own pizza after the game. And yeah, it was uh it was definitely a good W for sure as we were how's sitting. the how's the bus situation over there? Were you riding charter? So we got yeah, we got a little uh twenty-four man bus that we ride. Okay, got, okay. So it's like a school bus. Yeah, and since we've okay. got uh eleven guys with two coaches this weekend because our head coach was gone on the team. Yeah. So it makes everyone's got their own little space, but uh it was tough because you know the parents one of the parents is out of town and the other one was like, I'm not driving home from Evanston at 12 o'clock at night because right, right. it was a 10-10 at night game. And so, yeah, I got up to the bus at 7.30, got to the rink, played the game, got on the bus. By the time I got home, it was 2.30 in the morning. Ooh, and so boy, that's 
life right there. That's the hockey life. I love long it. Time to, long time to buzz after uh, a good game, but we got a couple weeks off before uh, playoffs here. But uh, what about you? What about the Bullis Blueberry Bulldogs? What are you guys up to? <laughs> the, blueberry, the Blueberry Bulldogs are doing just fine. We got uh, we had our last game of our regular season yesterday. We tied one-to-one. It was a little tough one. I was, I was, a, I was a little. I wasn't ashamed after. I was, mm-hmm. but I was a little. You know, I was, I was a little hurt. I was like, man, I felt like we were gonna, you know, finish the season strong. Thought mm-hmm. we were gonna walk away with a win, and it was just uh, we let one in with like a second, not even a second left in the second period, and mm-hmm. then like you know, it's bodies on top of bodies on top of our goalie. You got the referee behind the net. He's just like pounding down his arm that the puck <laughs> is in. Like he's letting the net know it and have it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's making sure every coach, you know, from each bench can see clearly that he's calling mm-hmm. it a goal as time expires. And uh, yeah, it was it was a good game. It was our head coach mm-hmm. playing his previous team that he had coached for like decades, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was, you know, there there were some there were some vibes in the building for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we start our playoffs next week. Uh, the team has not had a winning season in I don't know how many years. Apparently, it's like they they tell me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I've heard like all sorts of different numbers: five, seven, ten years, whatever. But Finished with a winning record. We're, uh, we got one of our playoffs we got to buy, and the other one we're setting up for, I think we're like a fifth seed. I think there's one more game that has to happen. We'll find out if we're a fifth mm-hmm. or a sixth. So, yeah, not bad. We're not at the bottom yeah. of the barrel, uh, so that's that's, that's solid. <laughs> right. And everyone everyone think that that's or believes, at least around us in our community, that, hey, mm-hmm. we're, we're doing a pretty good job. So I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, getting to see the Blueberry Bulldogs play. You guys look pretty good. Got some little guys out there, but uh, – yeah, it seems like you got a lot of uh, young guys, not as not as much veteran presence, so that's always nice, especially at the high school level. But you got enough veteran presence to get by. But uh, our our, uh, yeah. our best players are still seniors, so yeah. We'll, you, we'll did, were you guys starting the uh, hot tender that you got? As Goody would say, you got a hot tender. <laughs> I mean, both both of our goalies are really really good, um, mm-hmm. but our guy, like our guy, mm-hmm. he got a fucking concussion in practice. We told these kids again and again and again. Keep your shots down. Keep your shots down. Stop mm-hmm. buzzing the goalie's ears. You know what I mean? You don't need mm-hmm. to be ripping them past his neck and ripping mm-hmm. them past his head. And these fucking idiots hit mm-hmm. him in the mouth twice. Wow. The mouth. Right in the noggin? No, no, no. I mean like his teeth. Like his teeth were bleeding oh like from God. his cage. Yeah. And they hit him like in the same spot and like back-to-back shots or something like that. And yeah, it was in practice. It sucked. But uh, no, our, our, we don't, I, I don't believe that like we have a backup, like both of our guys are like really good. Mm-hmm. I, I love both of our goalies. Um, there's always like, when you compare two guys, like there's always someone that's typically going to have an edge. And yeah, our guy that had an edge was, you know, he's been out, but mm-hmm. we've been, uh, we've been doing good still we got, uh, you know, plenty of wins without him. Mostly ties though. We love to tie this year. Yeah. You guys tied when I was there. And I know we tied yesterday and... too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just love to tie. It's crazy. I don't know. Maybe you just can't buy the extra ice time to go to overtime or something. Uh, <laughs> I, we we did one game uh, into overtime, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it, it, well, we still wound up tying because we had mm-hmm. the ice time. And we were just like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a non-league yeah. game. We'll we'll do it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, back when I played high school, being right on the border, we played Illinois and Indiana teams, and the Indiana teams, it was always a tie whenever mm-hmm. we played them. But then in Illinois. It went right to a shootout. There was no overtime or anything, and I hated that. There was one year, I think my freshman year, we lost six or seven games in a shootout against Illinois teams. Yeah, that's no good. That's that, <laughs> yeah. that's no good. Going straight to a shootout is kind of a waste of time, in my opinion. I mean, I like the mm-hmm. idea of 
you know, not settling a game with a tie, but yeah, going mm. straight to it is a bit much. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, we've geared ourselves well off track here to start this show. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. great. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into the fantasy hockey conversation, let's hit a quick word from our sponsors. Uh, WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's build-your-own-bet. The big game is here, and WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, you can sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. It's limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call one 800 522 4700. If you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out the SGP's live show at Ainsworth Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash big game. The show is free and you'll be able to watch the show, have some drinks with the guys. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash big game. All right, let's dive into some fantasy hockey waivers. Got a pretty good list here, and we will close the show on some goalies that you should be uh, selling right now or potentially even dropping if you're me. Uh, first guy up here, scorching hot, Philip Heedel of the New York Rangers. This is a weird third line that he's uh, that he's centering. It's him, uh, Lafreniere, and Capacaco. The weird thing about it, great line, it's also their second power play line. So they're yeah. stacking up their first power play with all their mm-hmm. top six players. And then they're just throwing out their third line on, on PP2. And I'm mm-hmm. absolutely loving it. Dude's on fire right now. Six goals, one assist in his last four games. Yeah, six goals. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you mentioned, yeah, playing on that second power play with those guys is huge. But he could very well move up the lineup, too. I think you could maybe uh, switch around him and Vinny Trocek, possibly. I know Barclay Goudreau's on the second line. I know you could possibly see Capo Caco move up. So, definitely – a lot of upside here for Mr. Heedle for sure. You mentioned the goal scoring has been there for him. 18 goals, 13 assists on the year, plus 17. Um, coming off the all-star break here, played yesterday, had two goals in an overtime win, I believe, against the Calgary Flames. Has a, really, has a really good schedule coming up here. Yeah, Vancouver at home uh, tomorrow night, which it would be Wednesday the 8th. You've got uh, Seattle on the 10th. And then Carolina, Edmonton, and Vancouver all on the road for his next three. Very favorable for him. And, yeah, I like the production for sure. And I think his ownership rate will go up for sure as uh, it's up plus 16 in the last day as he's sitting at 33% rostered. So he could very well be available in your league. But if you're in a deeper league, you got to get on him right now because, yeah, he is red hot. Yeah, absolutely. So his roster ship went up or doubled, I should say, in the last day, went from what, whatever, 30 or whatever, 11 to 33, mm-hmm. something like that. So pretty impressive. Great run. Like Nick mentioned, great run of matchups coming up as well. Vancouver, Seattle, Carolina, not great, but it's on the road. You know, they're going to be oh. trying to do a lot of creative things. And then Vancouver and Ed- Edmonton, like Vancouver mm-hmm. twice in that mix, Seattle, Ed- uh, Edmonton, all positive game flow. Um, you know, they score those teams, but they also allow quite a few goals. 
Um, next man up here, we have Kyle Palmieri, um, who at the deadline, it looks like he may have uh, been a benefactor of the Bo Horvat trade. Uh, the Islanders and the Canucks swapped Bo Horvat and Anthony Bolivier and some other assets that I don't necessarily know for sure because I don't have them pulled up in front of me. But with Horvat coming over to the Islanders, that pushes down Brock Nelson the line too. Now that group is looking like Nelson, Palmieri, and Anders Lee. Not good, but, you know, not bad at all. That's for sure. I mean, it definitely mm -hmm. makes this team's top six far more competitive. Palmieri has a goal and five assists in his last five games, 15 points on 26 games played this season. I think he's a pretty good buy option right now. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Uh, hasn't played a game recently where he hasn't not gotten a point, so there's that. The ice time is there, getting above 15 minutes a game here. And, yeah, he's another one of those guys where I think in the deeper leagues, you're going to have to get on him right now. 17% rostered, 12% in the last day. So, literally yesterday he was sitting at 5%. Now he's at 17 And, yeah, playing on the second line with Lee and Nelson, I really like that. Brock Nelson just went in the, uh, what is it, the sharpshooter competition, knocking mm -hmm. out all four targets, which was surprising to me. Had my money on McDavid, but that's neither here nor there. But, uh, yeah, Palmieri's also on the second power play with uh, Sebastian Ajo, not the one from Carolina, but yeah. the other Sebastian Ajo. So definitely a lot to like there, as uh, depending on how much they get their power play out. And, yeah, definitely buy option for sure. And I think, yeah, 17% roster, uh, way better chance of being available in your league, whether you're a deeper league or not. 17% is not very high for a guy like him at the moment. Yeah, he was dealing with an upper body injury before the break. Um, yeah, 15 points in just 26 games this season. I like it. Uh, since coming back, he's been playing a lot. Been stuffing the stat sheet. And, man, getting the pucks on that. Uh, mm -hmm. Four shots on goal total in his last two games. Four shots on goal in the 27th first Detroit. And then his first couple of games back, he had back-to-back -back games with three shots on goal. So maybe someone to also look out for if you get a – you know, favorable number on a shots on goal prop. Uh, I did want to ask you, you know, because of that trade, like, do you have any, you know, upside or favorability to looking at Anthony Bovillier? Um, he's only 6% rostered. He's having a bad season, but, you know, we've seen what he can do. You know, we, we've seen him have a good run with the Islanders. Is a change of scenery? Is a new locker room going to be good for him? You know, uh, you know, one of the better players available for the Canucks right now, you know, I've got Brock Besser. He's got nine goals and 21 mm -hmm. assists on the season, but he's more of like a third-line player. Would you rather have him or Anthony Beauvillier, who is going to be playing on, the, on that top line? I believe he's playing between um, – he's playing with Kuzmenko and who's – oh, Elias uh, Peterson. Yeah. Peterson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad, mm -hmm. but I'm not a big Peterson fan, and Kuzmenko, I, I still think he's got a lot to prove, but I've liked what I've seen. Like, I don't, I don't really have mm -hmm. a lot of bad things to say about him. Yeah, it's really hard with both of these guys. Um Overall, I think for right now, I'd have to take Brock Besser. I just kind of know what I'm getting out of him. I know what kind of numbers he's going to produce. Sitting at nine goals, 21 assists, a minus 12, 91 shots on goal this year. Well, Bovillier, nine goals, 11 assists, a minus six, and 115 shots on goal. And Bovillier has just been bad, bad, bad. He has not well, been the, able to strip. The Islanders he's, have been bad. He's the, the first mm -hmm. game with uh, the first game with the Canucks wasn't great. He was a minus mm -hmm. two. But he played, mm -hmm. you know, a, a ton of minutes. You know, he played right. over over seventeen minutes. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I mean, I don't, I don't want to judge him too hard on the, the Islanders situation because mm -hmm. the Islanders were, they were doing mm -hmm. pretty bad before the break. I mean, they yeah. look a lot better now after mm -hmm. this trade. But, mm -hmm. 
But yeah, the point I'm kind of getting at with him is that I want to see a little bit more before I actually want to commit on Beauvillier because Besser, you kind of know what you're expecting. Beauvillier hasn't doesn't have the best track record in uh, with the Islanders, so I want to see him kind of produce a little bit more with Vancouver, get it string together a couple good games before I would want to get him on the radar. Well, with Besser, his consistency is kind of on and off, but you know what you're getting out of him with Besser, but with Beauvillier, he could very well skyrocket and be really good or he could just be having these below average numbers here <coughs> man this team is bad mm -hmm. Besser's playing with uh Vesely Podslikin and Sheldon uh, Reese yeah Pod Colson Pod Colson mm -hmm. yeah that's not a good line and who knows maybe uh Rick Tockett can turn it around uh, I don't All think his... that's gonna happen that TNT insight he could uh bring it to uh work here Good luck, bud. Good luck. Mm -hmm. All right, next up, uh, we got Max Domi. He has three goals, six assists in his last 10 games. We're not going to say buzzing, but he's been doing pretty mm -hmm. good. And he has points in five straight, assists in four straight. Looking pretty good. Playing on the second line with uh, Taylor Radish and, oh, Philip Kershaw. That's who it was. Mm -hmm. Also on the power play, 35 points, 48 games. You know, he's got a good matchup tonight up against uh, Anaheim on the 10th. He's got Arizona. Winnipeg on the 11th, Montreal after that. Like the schedule, it's kind of hot and cold going forward. Like mm -hmm. good matchup today and the next one for Arizona. Winnipeg, not good. Montreal's good. Toronto's kind of so so. And Ottawa's good. So, I mean, he's an ad drop type of player this season, in my opinion. He's not someone that you're holding on to year long, but right now he looks really good. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, what is it like? Points in eight straight, I think I looked at earlier. He's been he's been on fire this year, or not this year, just down the stretch here. A couple favorable games here, but not really anyone you want to hold on to long term. I would keep him for the Anaheim game for sure and the Arizona game most definitely. I think those will be really good matchups for him at home. But it's weird with the Chicago team. You got no Jonathan Taze tonight, so Jason Dickinson is centering the line one mm -hmm. opposed to uh, Max Domi because I would have expected to see – Johnson Kane Domi opposed to Dickinson Kane Domi. But right. yeah, he's been really good this year. But I do think he will unfortunately too get moved at the deadline, which could raise or decline some of his value as well if you're in a deeper league and you're holding a guy like him long term. Yeah, man, I'd I'd like to see him get moved for something. I'd like like to see the Hawks start to tank a little bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not many, doing good at that right now. We're too many wins games. in the in this last stretch. In these last ten games, I think we've got five wins, and that's just one win too many. That's just mm -hmm. one win too many. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I don't know what these dudes are what these dudes are doing, but yeah, they need to be moving everybody. Let's go. Let's mm -hmm. get with it. Vancouver looks way worse than us on paper at least. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how long you're going to hang on to him. Like Nick said, you know, if you get him uh, moved at the deadline and he gets a roster upgrade, then yeah, you know, it could be a very fruitful addition right now. And, you know, honestly, as long as he produces tonight against Arizona, I mean, I probably just continue to ride him because if I mean, he has points in five straight games, but those mm -hmm. five games stretch back to the twenty-first of January. Like, right. he's he's coming up on a month. I mean, obviously we had a an all-star break and whatnot. Mm -hmm. The schedule was a little bit flabbergasted, but still, like, you know, when he's getting on the ice, he's scoring, he's stuffing the stat sheet. So definitely uh, someone you want to own right now. And there's really no movement on him. Just one percent in the last day, twenty-five percent mm -hmm. rostered. My bet is he's probably wild, wildly available. This next guy, absolutely wildly available, Adam Henrique. 
doesn't make it on the list very often. 19% rostered with 19 goals on the season. Buddy's been scoring seven goals in his last nine games. Also has three assists, but man, mm-hmm. Buddy is scoring. Playing up with their uh, top line with uh, Trevor Zegers and Ryan Strom. Mm-hmm. Eh, eh. Got a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, you got you got a little bit of offense, right. a little bit of defense. You know, like it's not bad, but it's very mm-hmm. not, not great. Um, yeah, give, yeah, own them until there's a reason not to. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't love these matchups, but home games, you know, playing yeah. at home. Yeah, asshole, better in presence. Yeah, 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 better in presence, baby. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's been uh, doing a good job with Anaheim. It's not really that often a guy from the Ducks makes it on the list, but he's centering the first power play. He's playing on this. It's an okay first line. What is funny to me that Troy Terry, right after the All Star game, all of a sudden it's day to day. So he's not on that first line. And uh, yeah, normal. Normally he would be up there with Zegers, but now Ryan Strom's moved up. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it'll be interesting down the stretch here. I I do like the Chicago matchup. I think at that point that matchup's just, it's kind of a coin toss. It could go either way, but I do like right. Chicago. But I think Adam Henrique will be able to produce. It's not a strong goaltending matchup with uh, Mrazek and Stolarz. So I definitely think it'll be high scoring. But then you got Pittsburgh, Vegas, Buffalo, L.A. I mean, he could very well get something going. But they just don't – down the stretch, they don't score a lot of goals. But for the meantime, I like him. I would add him for uh, tonight against Chicago and see what he does. I want to see really quick where he sits for, like, the last 30 days with, like, scoring. Oh, no, 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 no. No, he's like mid-tier. He's not all the way mm. up there. Let's see what he is for the last 14 days. I bet that's where he's like really high. Where are you? Heedle's, Heedle's up there in the last 14 mm. days. He's at five. We mentioned him. Raphael Harvey Pennard, someone we may need to take note on. Yeah, I was watching them uh, when the Canadians were playing the Leafs, I think. I had Leafs money line, and of course, uh, Canadians stole it right from him. And yeah, yeah, so I, heard that, I heard that name Harvey Pinard a lot because everyone that whole Montreal team is like in shambles right now and they're literally just digging down from the bottom of the barrel for players here. Looking at because you got no Cole Caulfield over there, yeah. no Gallagher, Armia, um Sapkowski. Yeah, this this kid's got no rhyme or reason. He's got two goals in his last game. He had two goals on the 26th versus Detroit. Pretty much every other game he scores a goal, and every other game he plays more than 10 minutes. Well, it's funny, because looking on daily face-off... On volatile that game, situation. Just looking on daily face-off, they have uh, Jesse Yolonen, who I've never even heard of, Christian Dvorak, and Chris Weidman. And Chris Weidman's a defenseman. That's how uh, bo- how close they are to. I think they're past the bottom. Of the Going with the Bufflin approach, I like it. Yeah, the Brent Burns move there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I so. saw that the other night. At the, well, I was watching one of the Hawks games a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. they were actually trying Caleb Jones at forward. Okay. It was right. very Make weird work. to me. Make it work. All right. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find Henrik on the on the month long list. On the two week list, he's like mid tier. He's got a lot of goals. So. Mm-hmm. All right, next guy up here, next couple of guys up here, you know, every episode we got to get our daily dose of the uh, Seattle Kraken, so here we go again. Uh, Eli Tolvanen, we've mentioned him before, but he's on a three-goal uh, uh, three game streak. There it is, got it out. Yeah. The last time I had a player on the list that did this, it was Boone Jenner. He mm-hmm. followed up that performance with a goal. So I'm expecting at least a goal today up against the Islanders or a goal on the ninth up against the Devils from Eli Tolvanen. 
you know, he's not playing a ton of minutes, but he's scoring. It's just a trendy pickup. You know, if you're if you're hurting for somebody and you just need, you know, to get somebody on the roster for the night, I think Tolvanen's a good candidate. He's just scoring. It's as simple as it is. Mm-hmm. And like Nick and I have talked about him before. We've already said how he's a, a you know a shooter first. He's always going to be throwing the puck at the net. Like he just constantly fits that role. He just doesn't get to play enough. Mm, yeah, that's best way to put it, really. But since he's come over from Nashville, he's actually been able to play a role over here. While in Nashville, he was kind of a healthy scratch, and right. now he comes over here. He's actually putting pucks in the back of the net, getting some sort of minutes. But um, yeah. Definitely uh, kind of hold him until he's cold is mm-hmm. kind of situation. Uh, he can, he's in a situation where he can very easily die down, be in the third line, not getting a lot of minutes. And right. he could very well even slip off that first power play with Vince Dunn. Mm-hmm. But in the spot he's in right now, I like it. And I think he's a good ad for the time being. And I'll be curious to see what he's going coming up here on uh, this road trip where you got the Islanders, the Devils, the Rangers, Flyers, and the Jets. I think uh, Kraken can take a lot of those matchups there, and uh, I think Tolvin could probably get some goals in, but it'll be uh, tricky like we talked about with that ice time. Uh, half a point per game, 14 mm-hmm. points, 28 games. Not bad. It's not bad. 10 goals, 4 assists. All right, next up we have Mr. Philip Grubauer of the Seattle Kraken. Pretty much the backup this season. I mean, Martin Jones has played double the amount of games, but – Grubauer has been pretty solid recently, and Jones has been splitting, I believe, his wins and losses um, and his starts in between. I don't think this is a must-make move, but I think he's definitely he should definitely be on your watch list. We talk about the Kraken all the time. They could be, you know, uh, you know, like they could run away, I guess, with their their division down the stretch of the mm-hmm. season. I don't know where I was going with that. About to make some grand claim about the Kraken, but. I'm expecting that they're going to have a strong finish to the season. And he's one of these goalies that are kind of sitting around on the waiver wire that I'm looking at, you know, in his last four starts, he has two wins. He has back-to-back games with only one goal allowed. You know, he's looking better, you know, so I definitely feel Mm -hmm. like he should be on folks' radars. And right now, if you need somebody, I think he's worth it because they are going to be on a rough road trip. And I think the Kraken, you know, could, you know, you know, have some challenges here and you might see Martin Jones, you know, maybe uh, be a little bit more skirmish and maybe we see a little bit of a a trend flip between him and Grubauer. What mm-hmm. do you think? Yeah, I think he's a good streaming option. I think someone you just get in and plug for that night. Seattle knows how to win hockey games. They're really in that spot between we're based on this next stretch of games before the deadline. They could be middle of the pack of their division or they could easily run away with their division. And Philip Grubauer is going to be a piece to that puzzle. Where when uh, Jones is sitting out, uh, Grubauer is the guy. And on a winning team like Seattle, when they're winning hockey games, I say Philip Grubauer is definitely good for sure. And he'll definitely be someone I actually look out for my team personally because the way my goaltenders are set up is I have Darcy Kemper as the main guy. And then I have one other option as a streaming option for getting an extra goalie in. And I think that's really valuable to have on a lot of fancy teams, get a goalie in every day. And yeah, Grubauer is definitely on my list to be one of those goalies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's it's not a, a sexy trending play. He's actually down 2% across the last day. Um, I just see this team need, needing to be competitive down the stretch, and they're going to need good goaltending to do it. So uh, I think group power can be a part of that. Uh, last up from the Kraken, then we'll hit a quick word from the sponsors, is uh, Oliver uh, Bjorkstrand plays on the same line as uh, Tolvanen. Um, they play um, outside of uh, Yanni Gord. He's got points in three straight games. Uh, assists in back-to-back games, and before that, he had a uh, two a two-goal game in a six-one win up against Vancouver. 
just playing the trend. That's it. Say I'm going to say again, like Tolvanen, he gets some action here uh, tonight up against the Islanders and something up against New Jersey on the ninth. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think he's just another guy that's kind of a plug and dump. He has been good the last few games here, but he hasn't played since the All-Star break, so you never know what uh, is going to come of him, and that's what makes fantasy hockey so hard with this All-Star game is you never know. Guys can go really cold after that, or they can really heat up. But with Bjorkstrand, he had a few games, didn't really get anything. He was on a little tear for a while, mid part of January, but now points in a couple games or a few games in a row here. Yeah, I would uh, get a piece of him. I like some action in some of these games here. And yeah, I think he's a good pickup. Only 9% roster, too. Definitely going to be available. Definitely uh, a good option for sure. All right, we're going to hit a quick word from the sponsors, and we'll be right back after this. Make sure to sign up for the SGPN app and get your own big game bingo card full of all your favorite big game prop bets. If you get bingo, you'll win a $57 SGPN gift card. The only catch is you must be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube to win. Be sure to set that up now. In honor of big game, SGPN is hosting a prop bet contest. Make your picks for 57 different prop bets. Winner will get $570 cash and a $570 gift card to the SGPN store. All of our contests are free to play and exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, right on. And we're back. We're talking uh, the last of our waiver wire pickups here. Next up, we had mentioned the Montreal Canadiens a little bit. We got Mr. Kirby Doc. Uh, Since the big set of injuries, he's been playing a ton of minutes. Since the 21st of January, he's been playing over 20 minutes a game, over 21 minutes a game, actually, and that's five straight games. And in those games, he has four points. He has three goals and an assist. I believe through his last 10, he has a pretty good stretch as well, five goals and four assists, and is a plus zero through that stretch. Not bad, considering he's a minus six on the season. He is playing in the middle of uh, Egeny Dadanov and um, Hoffman. I like that line. It's it's kind of kind of weird that they actually mm-hmm. still have like a decent group there. I really don't like what else they have rostered, or at least how they have them assembled right now. But I don't know. I this, I don't think this is a bad situation to buy in. What do you think? Yeah, I think that second line is surprisingly really good right now. I think that matches up well against a lot of other teams' second lines that are in the middle of the pack, to say the least, in the NHL. But yeah, with Kirby Doc, he centers that line. He's on the first power play unit. A name we know really well from his days in Chicago. And he has that center right wing designation, which is always nice, especially when you're looking at a guy just to kind of pick up. And yeah, his production's been there. The ice time has been there. He's not a guy that's hurting you, which is surprising being on the Montreal Canadiens and how bad they've been this year. So yeah, definitely someone I would uh, be interested in for sure. And they got a little, sorry, homestand here with the Islanders, Oilers, and Chicago uh, coming up next week. So I like those games for sure, but I don't like him right now, personally. He's not someone I'm going to pick up right now. Doesn't play until the 11th, yeah, which falls. Yeah, that the 11th. Let me look at my calendar. Yeah, that's a, uh, this Saturday. So yeah, Saturday, I would wait. Sunday. Yeah, so he plays Saturday, Sunday, and then next Tuesday. So a lot of games in bulk there coming up on the end of the week into the beginning mm-hmm. of next week. So definitely someone to uh, pick up on later this week. Got back-to-back afternoon games, back-to-back prime time games. Eleven thirty, yeah. For the shit house Canadians, like what? 
this league is weird, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, man, the, the NHL just always, always an mm-hmm. enigma to try and solve. Well, did you hear what they're doing in Florida? No. Supposedly, they want to try and have an outdoor game there, which is the funniest thing. Why? Like, why? Like, what are they we trying? That- what are we trying to prove? Like, they announced that during the All Star game, and I saw that, and I was like, "You got how? How can you do that? It's like eighty degrees and sunny." Was the All Star game not enough for you? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. Do they? I don't. Love. Do they get how warm it is under that all that equipment? Like, you put a goalie in that game, he's gonna hyperventilate by the first period. Like, are you, what well, are you talking about? And yeah, and they couldn't pull it off in Utah, so. Because I remember, yeah, the ice was yeah. melting and that delayed the game. And so I'm going to be very interested to see if that actually happens. But supposedly they're talking about having an outdoor game in Florida with the Panthers and the Lightning. High as an elephant's asshole. I I don't get it. Moving on. <laughs> Mr. Glass. Mr. Toady Glass. Cody Glass. 2% rostered. I was getting that two out a little too soon. Cody Glass. Line one center for the Nashville Predators. Only 2% rostered. Not sure how people have missed the memo here. I mean, by all means, the scoring isn't like electric. He does have goals in back-to-back games and points in uh, four out of his last five. He's looking good. But seems like he should be owned more than 2%, Nick. Yeah, I don't know how you missed the memo on a first-line center like that. I know uh, Parsinen, I think that's how you say it. Mm -hmm. We'll just call him Yuso. Yuso was playing on the first line for a while. Mm-hmm. And he got bumped down the line three. And he was one of those guys, too, playing on that first line. He had low ownership, and he was getting good production. And I see the same with Cody Glass here, uh, playing with those two guys on the second power play on the point. Might get a few looks here and there. But I definitely like him for sure. I actually added him myself a little bit earlier before the show. And, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I like these numbers. He's getting double-digit fantasy points in three straight. Um, didn't do anything back on the 19th. But then outside of that, he has been rock-solid. Definitely someone to uh, – I think he's one of those guys that I would put on my priority to add for list for sure, as I did already add him. But, yeah, for your fantasy team, definitely put him up the list. 2% rostered, center, right-wing designation. Um, I like the schedule too. Vegas, you got them at home. You got Philly on the road, Arizona in the next three. So I like that for sure. But then after that, you kind of run into a tough patch there. You got Boston, Florida, Minnesota. Those right. games could go either way. But yeah, these next three games I like for sure. And he's another one of those guys who doesn't play until uh, later in the week because he plays on the 11th, which is that Saturday, the 13th, so Monday. And then uh, he doesn't play again until uh, next Thursday against Boston. And so not a lot of uh, tight matchups there in terms of getting your games in this week. But uh, definitely down the stretch looking in the next week for the future. Definitely someone to uh, look at for sure if he continues uh Doing well this week and uh, does good in these next couple games here. As Vegas tonight at home should be a good test. I like them to beat Vegas tonight. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens mm-hmm. there. I, I like home ice, yeah, at Bridgestone and Smashville, yeah. Oh yeah, a little Smashville, a little Smashville mm-hmm. action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like them to win tonight. Yeah, give me some Cody Glass. I was going to pick him up in our league. Um, I needed a center, but I didn't have a roster spot. Then Jari got moved to the IR, so I was like, woohoo. And then oh, yeah. you already took him, so you're a bastard. Mm, I, I need a new job. guy. Matthews is on IR for three weeks. Yeah, I know. I've been betting against the Maple Leafs, and it's been great, except for I, I did grab a couple losses, so it's not great. Yeah, it's kind of a kick in the pants there. Getting it, the it is, but I've, I've got mm-hmm. it fit in a few, but a couple of them I was just like, what the hell are we doing here? 
Mm-hmm. Like your best right. player's not here. Get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Why are you winning games? Yeah, here, Cal Yarn Croak trying yeah, to step Cal up. Yarncroak. Get it. Stay on the sheet, Cal. Know your role. Mm-hmm. Be trendy, not reliable. <laughs> All right. Uh, next guy up. Uh, much friendlier presence on the show this year. Evan Rodriguez keeps making the cut. No one wants to pick this guy up. I don't know what it is, but every time we got to do a show, he is trending. I don't get it. Still playing a ton of minutes with players returning from injury. Has points in back-to-back games. Scored in his last game. But he's playing in Pittsburgh tonight. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Been there for a while. I'm expecting him to do stuff this evening. Probably going to parlay that into his next couple of starts. Tampa, Florida, Tampa, Minnesota, St. Louis. He's a bit of a chippier player, so I think that they're going to need him in uh, some bigger moments in those games. Albeit the playing time is down a little bit, but he's scoring again. I got I got zero mm-hmm. arguments to pick up Evan Rodriguez. And you've been mentioning it, center, left wing, right wing designation. Mm-hmm. Lots of roster utility. Yeah, the big problem, I think, with Evan Rodriguez is that people don't want to give him a shot is fantasy hockey players get impatient. When you want to get those True. games in every day and you're trying to rotate guys out, you're going to look at, okay, this guy did something yesterday, going to keep him, going to put him on the bench. This guy didn't do anything yesterday. He's getting dropped. And especially in these daily leagues where you can make those moves like that, I think, yeah, a lot of people get impatient. And that's when uh, people can capitalize on moves like this. Like you mentioned, center, left wing, right wing. 11 goals, 15 assists on the season right now. Been looking uh, really good. Last year, he was on the he was a front, an enemy of the show, to say the least. He was mm. on here a lot mm-hmm. for very bad reasons. We love to harp on Mr. Erod, but this year he's uh, gotten on a better ter- gotten on better terms with the show, playing on that second power play with uh, Comfer and Newhook, as well as the second line with Ranton and Comfer. Like these uh, matchups here, definitely someone to uh, get on for sure. And yeah, like you mentioned, the schedule is favorable coming up, and it's crazy to me playing on a top six line in Colorado. While Colorado isn't what like the powerhouse they were last year, they're still a good hockey club. There's no denying mm-hmm. that. And having a top six guy out for the take- takings right now like that, just getting as much ice time as he is sitting around 16, 17 minutes, I think is a definite snag for sure at 26% he's, roster. He's on pace for a career year, mm-hmm. right? He's got 26 points in 37 games. So give me a ticket here times or two yeah you're looking most likely at a 55 plus point season here you know Mm -hmm. like pretty pretty solid he's also uh, a plus five on the year his best finish any season was a plus three and that Mm -hmm. was last year and last year technically he came off a career performance it was 43 points 19 goals 24 assists it -hmm. was just too sporadic you know people Mm -hmm. need to get on this dude's vibe like everyone owned him last year when they shouldn't have this year, no one owns him when they should. It doesn't make right. any sense. I don't get it. Yeah, it's, it's a weird situation with him. It's so on and off with him. And, yeah, just got to get him at the right time because when you get get him in, he's, mm-hmm. he's hot. No, absolutely. And like I like you said, I love this situation with uh, with Colorado. I mean, you're playing on the same line as Miko Ronson, and, like, good things mm-hmm. should happen at some point. I believe they have him on the power play too, right? And one of them. Yeah, I think I think he's on. Yeah, he's on power play too. Yeah, with New Hook and JT Confer. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think I'm I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. People are are mm-hmm. apparently you know too honed in on his production from last year. Which hey, mm-hmm. I don't blame you. We weren't a fan of it, but it's a new year. Let's go. Mm-hmm. All right, last guy up here. Another common name, but again, Buddy is flying around having fun. Mikel Backlund, seventeen percent rostered. This dude 
is just an apple machine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Six of his last eight games, he has in at least one assist. And in three of those games, he has multiple assists. Dude is cleaning house. Four assists last two games. Cecil, veteran Cecil. presence again. Yeah, veteran <laughs> presence coming in clutch here, playing on that third line right now with uh, Blake Coleman, Andrew Mangiapane, some younger guys back when a little bit of an older guy. And it's really funny how I talk about a lot how you see a lot of line changes. Last time we had Michael Backlund on the show, Milan Lucic was on the first line. I Who's remember mentioning uh, Dylan Dubé, uh, Lynn Holman, Toffoli. All right, Dubé is fine, but it's, I mean it's not not that big of an upgrade over mm -hmm. Lucic. But hey, I'll Dude, take it because Huberdo has not been the Florida Huberdo that they expected, and nah. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely a drop cam, but for sure. But sticking with Backlund here, um, he's not really seeing much power play time, but he is buzzing playing with Mangiapane and Coleman for sure. Mangiapane is one of those guys that can play all, all over the lineup and get production yep. done. And uh, Backlund's benefiting from it. You mentioned all the assists he's getting. Only nine goals on the year, but the assists are coming in hot. 22 nope. assists so far. And, uh, yeah, as long as they can fix that goaltending, which we'll talk about later, they might uh, be a better hockey right team. Now. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> right now. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, Backlund, love him. Love him. But, yes, Nick, great segue into the next conversation mm -hmm. of goaltenders we should be selling. I just quit. I just stood up and left. First name on the list here, folks, Jacob Markstrom. I dropped him. I, dro I just said, see you. Goodbye. 13 wins. Don't care about him. Take him with about you. time. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it anymore, man. Like, mm -hmm. last two starts, nine goals allowed. Mm -hmm. Two starts before that, five goals total, three and two. Two starts before that, seven allowed. Like, I, could, I can't do it anymore. I, I, I don't know what this team is doing on defense. Vladar looks way better. Markstrom mm -hmm. looks unusable. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm telling you to sell him. Like, if yeah, in most mm -hmm. leagues, you should be able to get, you know, a bag of pucks back for him. Mm -hmm. Like a puck's ain't nothing to kick away. Everybody needs a puck. But, I mean, right. you know what I mean? Like, he's not doing anything. His last two mm -hmm. starts, he has less than four fantasy points total. His two starts before that, yeah, not bad, 17 total. 17 total. I get that from one game out of Jake Ottinger. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. The two games uh, or starts before that, again, less than three points total. I, mm -hmm. I Just easy drop candidate. In a lot of leagues, in a lot of deep formats, I have to imagine he has some value. But 89% rostered? No. Yeah, off my 13, 13, 13, and 6 on the year, 293 and an 892. Nothing uh, to be mesmerized about whatsoever. He's yours, and, buddy, for free. Uh, oh, I don't want him. He's, he's yours. He's out for the pickings. He can do whatever he's doing, can be a 500 goaltender because there's going to be way other goalie, better goalies that you can get as a streaming option every night opposed to having a Jacob Markstrom who's going to put up numbers like these. So he's definitely a self-candidate. And he's so crazy. 89% of fantasy teams are still on riding the Markstrom train. I don't get it. He's putting up these terrible numbers, and he's not even seeing a lot of shots, too. In these games he's losing, you're looking – I think the most he saw was last game against uh, the Rangers. He saw 28 shots. It's not like he's playing on a bad team where you're looking at, like, a guy like Karel Vamelka, maybe, who's going to see 49 shots or 45 shots and let in four or five goals. No. Markstrom has a good team in front of him. But he just can't stop a beach ball at this point. So yeah, <coughs> definitely a smart move to drop him. And yeah, in a deeper league, definitely try and sell him off for something. Maybe. Well, dude, I picked up Vitek Vanasek 
Mm-hmm. He was like 33 some odd percent rostered at the time. Mm-hmm. He hasn't lost this year. Like I don't need I don't need this dude on my team. You know, I picked up right. Franco. Like I don't I don't need him. Mm-hmm. I also yeah. picked up Varlamov off the, the Islanders, and I'm like like I mm-hmm. mentioned, like I really think the the Islanders could take a turn uh, around the corner here with that new top six group that they have. Um, For sure. It'll be interesting seeing Barzell play the wing on that line because was that line? I think uh, like Lee, uh, Barzell, and Horvat. No, the top line is um, Bailey, Horvat, oh. and uh, Barzell. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then you have, and then you have Lee, um, Brock Nelson now moves down. Mm-hmm, and yeah. who is the other one? Uh, don't tell me. I know it. Oh, Palmieri. Wait, that's who we were talking yeah. about earlier. Duh. Yeah. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I also had Tristan Jari go to the IR, so like mm-hmm. that freed up some space. And honestly. Like I was, I was thinking, I was like, man, he's hurt. Like that's probably why I'm gonna hang on to him. And then I was just like, nah, Barlamov's available. Like screw it. Like mm-hmm. I like how the Islanders look right now. I like the feel of their offense. They've mm-hmm. just been that team that just kind of needs that extra push. So I'll ride that right. way. And yeah, man. I mean, bag of peanuts, bag of pucks, bag of dicks, whatever you can get for Jacob Markstrom. I mean, mm-hmm. commodities, commodity. Take what you can get. One um, percent rostered less than the last day at eighty nine percent. What are you people doing? Like you're just mm-hmm. taking on water. Drop them, trade them, do something, get them off your damn team. Mm-hmm. Next guy on the list, not a friend of the show this season, someone that I threw a knife in their back like right away. He's on fire. That's Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell not having the greatest season, but Buddy's on a run. Uh, six straight wins, pretty good. He's not playing that great. He's allowing a lot of goals. Uh, has just one game in this stretch where. Uh, he's allowed less than two goals. Not good, not great, but there's value now. Like he's doing something. Let's make a deal. Like let we got to swap him for something because I'm betting this dude's going to turn this thing around and start taking dumps immediately. Uh, I actually do like the upcoming schedule, but I don't trust Jack Campbell. What say you? Yeah, um, it's a real weird situation. He actually has a good record this year: fifteen, eight, and uh, one. But his underlying numbers are terrible with a 334 and an 887. That's it's you just can't be like that in the NHL. You gotta have at least what a nine hundred. What was the straight up record again? It was you said fifteen and eight? Fifteen, eight, and one, yeah, and twenty. Fifteen, eight, uh, and one. Three. And then I just said and I and I just said six, right? So mm-hmm. that means before this run, he was just a nine, eight, and three goalie. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's so mm-hmm. now that now that he's kind of come up to that level, that makes him sellable. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You actually might be able to get something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, it also is really hard, too, because you have uh, Stuart Skinner on the other end who doesn't have as good of a record at 13, 10, and 3, but he's got a 292 and a 914. So I think you're going to see these guys that are they're going to split starts on the stretch, but right now uh, it's Jack Campbell's net. He's doing really well with it. Double-digit points in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven starts. He's got double-digit points. A lot to like here. And, uh, yeah, when you're a goaltender behind Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, you sh- I should expect to be able to pull out some wins, I think, personally. And, uh, yeah, you got coming up, you got Detroit, you got Philly, you got uh, Ottawa. So some good matchups, Montreal in there, Detroit again. But I'll tell you what, these Oilers, right before the All-Star break, they screwed both of us over. And I remember both me and you were uh, harping about that. Because I had the McDavid over three and a half shots on goal. Mm-hmm. He hit it in 13 straight games. And you had Oilers money line. And they blew it in overtime to the Blue Jackets. And 
I remember watching the overtime. McDavid need one more shot, and he yep. passed on a two-on-one right into a skate, missed the net once, and I was like so mad because I was doing one of those things where you try and take whatever ten bucks and turn it into a thousand, whatever in ten days, and mm-hmm. I was doing good. I was up to like eighty, hundred bucks, and yeah, McDavid screwed me over. So I'm not a real fan of the Edmonton Oilers at the moment. No, I mean, when when I see one of their goaltenders doing something good, I'm just like, all right, cool, let's get get what we can out of it because it's mm. not going to last. And that's just been a narrative for, for them for a while now. Uh, next guy up we have is Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, he's got 16 wins on the season. He's been looking a lot better recently, but it's still not great. I do think that the recent run here um, is enough to potentially get him off your roster. He has, I think, three wins in his last six starts. So he's splitting there, mm-hmm. um, but he's got the goals against average number down now, at least uh, below three odd um, save percentage is up to 90. That was, that was lower. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is like, he started off pretty bad. He's starting to look better. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's a little bit more value to get him off your roster at this time. I, I feel like come fantasy hockey playoffs, Philip Gustafson is going to be the play. Like that is who you are going to trust more. And I feel like as the wild season goes on longer and longer, the team's mm-hmm. going to notice that as well. And you're just going to start seeing Gustafson really take over the net. Yeah, I think uh, really this year as a whole is just the flower power hasn't been there. I don't think he's been as good as he was in, back in Vegas. And he mm-hmm. was he was like a 500 goaltender in Chicago too. But yeah, oh, we were bad. He had no yeah. business coming to Chicago. I don't even know well, why we did that. Yeah, well, I mean, we got him for a bag of pucks. It was yeah, but we random. paid him a ton of money. What were we paying him, like six or seven? No, we were paying him like nine mil a year. It was fucking nuts, man. I, yeah, we, I, we were using him to like just fill our cap. I don't remember. Yeah, but with Flurry uh, coming over from Minnesota, I think you're right. Gustafson could be the play coming up down the stretch here and if uh, Flurry's performance doesn't turn around. But, I mean, he's getting, was this one, two, three, four, five double-digit fantasy appearances in his last five games. So, I mean, there is that, but he's just one of those guys you just got to kind of ride with him. Mm-hmm. Nothing too spectacular over here. And I think 93% roster is way too high for this guy. I think he's more of like a 70% roster kind of guy. But, um, yeah, teams are still rolling with him. And uh, I think, yeah, it'll be interesting down the stretch because Gustafson has looked good when he's gotten starts. The team has done really well. And so it'll be interesting, like you mentioned, Coming into the playoffs, who gets the guy? But right now, yeah, I think Flurry with his recent production, definitely someone you can ship off for sure to a team that uh, really needs a goaltender. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I could I could see him actually getting traded at the deadline. You know what I mean? Or wait, no, we already mm-hmm. passed it. Damn, damn. No, we didn't. Oh, we didn't pass it. All right, I guess that, no, we're that not Hor- even. I thought that Horvat trade was a deadline move. Yeah, because um, Patrick Kane's not even gone yet, and so that's when you know the deadline's here. I don't know, man. I'm I've been feeling like those guys are going to wind up staying, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Anyways, before that brain fart, yeah, I think you could see him get moved. He's got a three and a half million dollar contract. If we're both right on Gustafson, then they're going to save a lot of money having him as a starting goaltender. You know, making less than a million a year, and mm-hmm. they could use that uh, cap space to, you know, maybe elevate themselves with another top six forward. So, I'd actually like to like to see that because Gustafson's been really solid, um, and they're not like. Flurry doesn't have a future with this team anyways. He's only got a two-year contract. Mm-hmm. Like that's a good contract to move right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you can get some value out of him, I would definitely look to move him. I don't see him being a strong play down the stretch of the season. 
a couple names left here. Uh, Sergey Bobrovsky of the Florida Panthers coming off a big win. F the Panthers. I had Tampa yesterday. Uh, Panthers won seven to one. Ouch. Mm. That really hurt. Um, one goal against 32 saves. Uh, first appearance since mid-January. And in mid-January, he was looking pretty good. Um, fires are hot. If he's available, if people are you know willing to take an offer for him, um, I think that things are in a positive enough direction that you're going to get some good value back. Yeah, I think for sure. And I think come the end of the season, come this push here, I think he's going to be the guy. I know Spencer Knight's gotten some starts. But at the end of the day, Bobrovsky, they're simply paying him more. You're paying the guy $10 million. You're going to start him, I think, personally. No matter how bad he is, he's just making that much money. Right. And 13-13-2 on the year, 3-1-7 and a 900 save percentage. Not terrible. Could be better. But, um, I th- yeah, I think down the stretch here, he's uh, definitely growing in value for sure. I know for a while there, from mid-January to the end of January, there was a stretch where they had a lot of games in a week. What was it? One, two, three, four, five games in a week, five games in seven days. And, uh, yeah, the, you had Bobrovsky and Knight out for both of those, and it was a hot mess. I remember they were playing that game against Pittsburgh, and you had, like, Alex Lyon in, I think. It was, like, an 8-7 to seven game or 8-5 game. It was it was Six, a hot seven. mess. But yeah, 6-7. Six, six, seven. Seven. But you got the goaltenders in now and Bobrovsky. Going to get some more starts down the stretch here. I like San Jose, Colorado, both at home. And then you got uh, Minnesota coming up on the 13th. So a lot to like here with him, I think. And, uh, yeah, definitely someone who I think will be uh, solid for the long run if you can uh, manage to pick him up. I like him as a as a back, uh, back-end goalie for the fantasy playoffs end of mm-hmm. the season. Um, and Panthers have looked a little bit better. Obviously, they just come off a huge 7-1 win. But mm. for the break, they beat Boston 4-3. I think that was a, a surprising win. And that was coming off of three straight losses. So they're another team I feel like, you know, with the right move, they uh, you know, they could have a strong finish to the season. For sure. Last up, never say anything nice about him. just because he's terrible and he sucks. 74% rostered. Mm. People are starting to figure it out. They're, they're starting to pick up some of the breadcrumbs. Uh, but Jordan Bennington should not be owned at any cost. If you can trade him, my first recommendation is target someone in your league who derives from the greater St. Louis area. That will be a good fire starter. From there, that's all you got, really. Yeah. Trade him to the Blues fan in your league or dump him because this dude's trash. He has mm-hmm. is it six, eight, and six. What is that 14 goals allowed in his last four starts? The last time he won. It was the 19th of January. He mm-hmm. followed that game up with a minus 10.2 fantasy performance. I don't know if I've seen that before. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've seen goalies, like, I mean, because they make, obviously, you allow a lot of goals, but he mm-hmm. only had three saves. He allowed in more goals than made saves in that game before getting yanked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was bad. I had Blues money line that game against Chicago. <laughs> I thought it. I, I was with you, and they broke my parlay. <laughs> and i'm like this motherfucker i was so mad i, I yeah but bennington it's crazy they played 51 games on the year and bennington's played 39 like what are you doing uh sitting was his record here 18 18 and three a 327 and an 892 this guy needs to learn his place he's always you saw the video i sent you of him just like losing it and that guy reacting yeah. to it yeah, yeah. he's He's had a lot of that this year where he's just losing his mind and he just can't keep calm in the net. And usually you look at goaltenders are usually calm and composed guys, not this guy. And you can see the result of that. And yeah, definitely someone you 
Don't even, yeah, don't even let him near like, your fancy. If you're going to be a goalie and you're going to act like, you know, not, I don't even see hockey players act like this, you know, like mm-hmm. unless they're like peewees and they're just like, you know, their parents are just like belittling them about everything and they've just mm-hmm. got the shittiest attitude. I don't know, but I don't get it with this guy. Like not even just being like anti blues, anti Bennington, like there's nothing to like, there's mm-hmm. nothing to like if this dude had, I don't know, some random name. If he never won a cup, like this just wouldn't be happening. To people yeah and, I, and I, that I, cup was a fluke yeah well, i'm not even that's i'm not even gonna get started into that yeah that i think i personally think that hole. <laughs> yeah that that was just like a coincidental thing you see goalies go on runs bennington had a run and now you come back to reality and yeah he is not that guy anymore and trading ville so to uh, or letting him go frankly to detroit he they extending def- bennington was dumb yeah extending him and getting rid of Huso definitely not the smart move there. And, yeah, this guy is just a hot mess. And, like, there's just nothing you could like about him. Like, I even if you're a Blues fan, I don't understand how they can get down with this guy with his attitude that he has. Like, I still remember watching the playoffs when he threw a water bottle at Nazem Kadri when they were playing the Avs in the second round. Like, that's just poor. This is out of – I don't even know. It's just terrible. And, yeah, this guy, um, don't even touch him with a wooden pole, personally. I – and stay away sell from him. him. Sell him. Get rid of him now. Do it. Mm-hmm. It's too late. You, you messed up. You messed yeah, up. You get I mean, honestly, like, there's there's going to be very little market for guys like Bennington, for guys like Markstrom, but they got to mm-hmm. go. Like, you can't mm-hmm. be holding them at this rate. The 74%, the 85-plus percent, 89%, whatever it was for Markstrom, like, mm-hmm. it ain't 2020. It ain't mm-hmm. 2022. Like, move on. Mm-hmm. Get a pulse. Join the conversation. Come to the table. We've got good stuff for you. That is all that we have for the show. Nick, do you have anything you'd like to share before we head out? Yeah, check me out on Twitter, Face Off with OZ for fantasy hockey, NHL content, everything over there, as well as ONU Tigers Hockey on Twitter. Follow me and what I'm doing in the college hockey world. Hoping to come in buzzing with a three-game winning streak going into the playoffs. So uh, looking forward to that and looking forward to touching base with you guys on uh, the journey here. I'm looking at your... ONU Instagram page right now mm-hmm. and there's a picture of one of your players and your picture says purple and gold Nick I don't know what's going on here when I'm looking at this photo I'm seeing blue buddy let me see this I don't because... like did so it's like someone messed with the photo like and made are you it talking blue. about this most recent post yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the one from the, yeah today I mean That's yeah blue. it looks a little blue but the post says purple and gold. Yeah. Well, because they're having does it look purple... blue or does is it blue? I I it's a tough call, I think. Tough call. That looks blue, buddy. I don't look know. at the I gloves. Think... The gloves are turquoise looking. He does that dude doesn't have turquoise gloves. Yeah, I guess you're right on that one. But yeah, that is, does mark our uh, showcase date coming up March 17th. We're have anyone that's interested in applying to ONU and coming out to uh, skate with the team is more than welcome, free of charge. It just got to be applied to the yeah. school. So if yeah, you, let's you, go. I'm coming. It's March 17th. It's my or day after my birthday. You could very well, you could very well apply and then go to the showcase and say, "Yeah, I'm not going here." Dude, that'd be so great. I want to. I want to mm-hmm. grow a mullet. Well, I was wear crazy. The visor. 
Well, there was a guy on Northwestern that was 33 years old when we oh, played against Awesome. Him. Let's go. Let's go. He, he, uh, he went overseas to the military and was in the military for nine years. And now he's coming. He's back home getting his master's. And they paid for his school. Thank you for his service, sir. Thank mm-hmm. you. I love it. I love it. And uh-huh. He's just like, you know what? While I'm here, I'm gonna kick some ass because I'm all I'm all done chewing bubble gum. Oh yeah, he's our leading scorer. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That is great. Uh-huh. Well, he made it to the show at 33. I'm I'm 33. Uh-huh. I want to well, be 34. Because- well, because they had like Big Ten radio there, and they were covering the game. You know, Northwestern being a bigger school. And I'm I love it. Listening like the radio cast after the game, and I'm like, they're like, Yeah, whatever. This guy, Daniel Kutchman, 33 years old, whatever, just came back from the military and now he's oh, playing college man. hockey. That's awesome. Well, he'll be way more in shape than I would be at you know, not, not well, being technically, active. Well, technically, you get five years of eligibility, so he could play till he's 38. Damn. Damn. Running the show. Running the Can show imagine, till he's almost 40. I, just can't I love imagine it. being 38 and playing with a bunch of like 18 and 19 year old kids run them up run yeah. them up <laughs> mm-hmm. i love it i love it coming home to the family after practice <laughs> kids today they're rough that's a that's yeah, a part patrick marlu uh, situation mm-hmm, right <laughs> i love it i love it all right you can find me on twitter at sgpnjv thanks for sticking around listen to all of our fantasy hockey and random hockey talk take care be well be good and if you can't be good I don't care. Just be good at it. Later.